Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 111 of the Holding Court Podcast. Today, I'm talking about an interesting situation I was in on a flight, a special career milestone, and something I'm doing in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, all coming up right now on Holding Court. I don't know if this was an awkward situation or just a very interesting one to be in, but on what day was that? Where are we? I don't even know. It was the last day in Philly, right? Yeah. So this would have been game Sunday, right? Last Sunday. Yes. Sunday. Duh. Of course. So game four, um, I almost said Phillies. It was Phillies that day, but 76ers Celtics were playing. NBA. NBA, if you aren't familiar <laughs> with the team What's happening here? Yes, where are we? And I board my flight after the series in Philadelphia, and I get on JetBlue, and there's TVs on JetBlue with live TV. Lovely feature. Shout out to JetBlue. And every single TV has the Celtics Sixers. 76ers, yep. Sixers game. And it's obviously a flight going to Boston. So we're split and we have Sixers fans and we have Celtics fans. We have me who's like, everyone have a great time. (laughs) No, obviously rooting for Boston. But it was interesting because this was a very, very close game. It ended up going into overtime and people were hanging on every single shot. And it was exactly how you would expect it to be. Just cheers and groans and, oh, man. And it it was interesting. There were no, there was no scuffles or anything. But the person I was sitting next to was just losing it. And then I'm thinking, if this is my team, obviously, if you're a casual fan, you're not, whatever, you'll catch the score. And it's game four. It's not a, whatever. It wasn't like a make or break game, but I think I'm posted they're all, up. They're all make or break. It's the playoffs. Yes, but game four. <laughs> I mean, you could argue that in past series, that series was won and lost in, in games that slipped away that they easily should have won. Right. Yes, I'm yeah. with you on that. But I don't know if I'm taking off on a JetBlue flight. And also, when we took off, there's that brief moment where it cuts in out. time where it cuts out. Everyone's like, no. <laughs> but it actually came back on very quickly. I think it was in total 10 seconds, but if you asked some of these fans, it was an eternity. Right. I think that's pretty cool though. Like being on a flight like that, like how crazy that you're flying out of Philly, going to Boston during game four of the Boston six. Like that is wild. It was wild that you guys were playing. Yeah. And that we were playing the Phillies there, like the whole like, Boston Philly thing like the whole weekend was crazy. I know it was wild, but it was cool. Obviously it it didn't end. The shot clock really (laughs) was not, I was hoping for that timeout and obviously I'm not a player and things happen, but when he made that three in the last, what we thought was 0.01 seconds, the plane went crazy and then it was just 
disbelief and then obviously going back they replay it line it up with the shot clock and you see that he didn't get the shot off in time and they lose by what one point but when they like he made I don't even I'm saying he like it's this one player was on the court but when the three was made it was Tatum right with uh the final shot Mm -hmm. yeah but the one that was made to put him up okay everyone just lost their mind well so on our plane because we were on our plane going back um <laughs> or going down to atlanta actually you didn't have the live tv we were going back we don't have the tvs and we don't have live tv so you weren't living in luxury no. like i was over here but we have a big giant speaker our bump box and i had the game being radio broadcasted like over the speaker so you we were all me. we were all listening to it and asked for my serious password but it was also like 30 seconds behind because Kike was getting updates on like so you can't, Twitter or whatever nope. before we were hearing it on the radio. So that's hard because our cable here is actually, I don't know if everyone else has this situation with Xfinity in Boston, but I'm 30, I'm a good 30 seconds. So maybe even closer to 40 seconds behind. So if I'm not at the game or you guys are on the road and I'm here and I'm watching the game, I can't have my phone in my hand. I flip it upside down because I hate spoilers. And people, they're baseball wives that will have the alerts on their phone and those come in hot. I almost, some would argue those come in before the home run ball even lands. And so when we're in, I think I talked about this before with Maddie, when we're in the bubble, like the initial bubble in Pasadena before we went to Texas and you guys were playing at Dodger Stadium, was it against the Brewers? I think Mm -hmm. like the three game series. Like Kelly was getting those alerts on her phone while we're sitting there outside watching on this freaking projector screen. And she'd be like, oh! and we're like, Kelly, turn off the freaking alerts. Oh, like yeah, because you guys weren't even allowed to go. Yeah, so I always call, I was like, okay, spoiler alert. But she's like, oh, sorry, I thought I turned them off. But it always made us laugh because she'd be like, ooh, you're going to like what happens next. Or, oh, shoot. And <laughs> we kind of look at her and like be able to tell. And she'd get really, really excited. And we're like, what, what, home run, home run. And, it was just funny, but that's kind of what it reminds, well, in a very different way, but our cable is behind. So if you're on Twitter, anything, that stuff happens in real time. And so it's really, really hard to manage all of the glowing rectangles in your life. So some, you don't get any spoilers. Some people might say that MLB did that intentionally and that would be called the 2017 effect. <laughs> <laughs> the delayed TV. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, why am I being punished by this? I mean, you come never on. know. You know, could be uh, sending up smoke signal signals from the house here. I know. It's really wild. Uh, it's not fun. I'm going to actually ask them because I searched on Twitter, and pe- other people are having the same issue. People will say, "I can't be on this app because you guys are spoiling everything," and I don't like that. I don't like to know what's happening before, but it is really wild because you would think a direct cable would be the fastest. Right. I actually think the TVs in house at the game that are on the feed that are at the like behind the backstop on the other side. Well, all the TVs around the entire stadium are like a beat behind. So my hardwired cable TV at home is 40 seconds after the in-house feed. Well, it's interesting because our TVs in the batting cage and in the clubhouse, they're all delayed intentionally like 30 seconds. Yeah. So, there's like a there's one live feed and it's like from way up high behind home plate where mm-hmm. you can see the whole field but the players look you know the feed the one we watched 
us win the World Series on in 2020. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll truly never forget that. Yeah. One. So that's the live. Oh, that one. That's the live feed, <laughs> and then with uh, no sound. With no and sound. You can only yeah. just close your eyes. And yeah. Really imagine. But all the all the regular like TV feeds are delayed 30 seconds. So I wonder if somehow you're on like the delayed feed. <laughs> They saw the account name. They're like, delay it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But this this thing is wild. And now Boston's going to another game seven. Another game seven. Oof. Last night we were watching. Um, we started watching at a little restaurant by our house and then went home and watched. And at halftime, my friend Mike, Boston Mike, was telling me that, oh, I think Tatum's going to, like, he was what, over nine with oh, a point. He had a point. Yeah, he, he had, had a, one point. Yeah, free throw. And. I think he's going to put up 20 in in the second half. So so put $200 on it. And then it just seemed impossible. And you know when FanDuel, I don't know if you guys do FanDuel or DraftKings, whatever, they'll offer to buy you out of your bet. I was not getting offered to buy out of this bet. And then fourth quarter, it just like a switch flipped. And I'm thinking they're going to offer to buy me out. And they didn't because it just happened so late in the game. And he just could not miss those threes. And... If you watch the game, you know that he finished with 19 points. But obviously happy for I them. I think he had 16 in the fourth quarter, though. Yes, it he was, struggled in the third, was, too. I was like, no, oh, my five, God, you're think, definitely. Five up to the fourth quarter, I want to say. And then just could not miss. And then he actually had the ball with 15 seconds left, I think, and just chose to hold the ball, and which... I mean, well, it was Philly. Philly was down like eight and, and they, they like went down cute. and they didn't like go and take a quick shot. They like passed. They, they kind of just like threw in the towel. Like they I would have ran down and took a quick shot and then the Celtics would have been forced to yeah, I don't take know. one more getting, shot and whatever. Sometimes we're really trying to get cute on a lot of things. They do a lot of dribbling and fancy things and it's just take it to the house score let's go let's get this game moving i don't like it i don't like the getting cute stuff i, I like i want to see some some numbers on that scoreboard i honestly <laughs> think that one of your future episodes should just be you <laughs> on a microphone watching a sporting event live talking to yourself because it is awesome <laughs> like hearing you talk why during the game last night at the restaurant we were at i was just i was crying was i not accurate no it's accurate i'm like it's yelling just, out traveling and everything it's entertaining maybe i have an earlier feed that's just telling me what's gonna happen and that's what i'm spitting out uh, i don't know yeah but that should be an episode i think people would love it well i will just manifest my game commentary <laughs> you know jen ellie and i wanted to do that for dodger games is just sit at home and watch games and just do commentary and broadcast but I think you run into an issue doing baseball because obviously those are your teammates. And if I said any, I'm, I'm obviously very positive about your teammates, but even people on the other side may end up being your teammates one day. So you have to be very careful. I yeah. walk a very you never know. fine line of giving my commentary and playing it safe. If I could say what I really thought of that would be <laughs> the episode. <laughs> but yeah, it's another game seven in Boston and gonna be a good one is it saturday or sunday do we know what day that is i think it's saturday here oh, man i'm right i think they get a travel day and then yeah yeah so we'll be watching but you obviously had well you had a little milestone of yourself 300 doubles in your career <laughs> is that not the milestone you were referring to <laughs> <laughs> no that's the one i get excited about and you didn't know i didn't but i knew because i am miss milestone and when you hit it, 
and they the ball started coming in, you actually had no idea. And no. You, what did, did you think it was like the pitcher gave up his first hit or what did you think it was? No, our dugout was like motioning like to get the ball, get the ball. And I'm on second base and like, Ozzie, did I just get traded? Was that my last <laughs> Ozzy Alves and Arcia are out there, they're like, Hey, what's that ball for? And I was like, I have no freaking clue. I have no idea. <laughs> and uh, they threw it in and then turned out it was three hundred doubles, which yeah, I, I didn't know. I wasn't aware of I it. I think that's pretty cool, if you ask me. And I think you do hit a lot of doubles. There was a point, I think when you were on the Mets, that you were nonstop cranking doubles pre-court, right? Was that kind of your thing? No? Um, I about a year where you, like, when you first... Well, no, the, the one postseason when I was with the Dodgers against the Mets, I hit, like, six or seven doubles in the... Maybe and it the was 2011 against you, the Mets. You had like a really crazy doubles time. I don't, I don't know. know. Well, I didn't hit a lot of homers, so. <laughs> you have, how many home runs did you have before you met me? I want to say two. Four? Uh, Why do you look at me like I'm crazy? I don't know. I only hit a couple. I think you maybe had two or four. I'm, Let's find out. I'm betting the farm that it wasn't more than five, but. We'll see. There is a direct correlation We'll, we'll there, come back with this info. <laughs> Our uh, statistician is working around the clock to provide us, <sighs> our listeners, with this info. But uh, you got the ball. And the, the ball. good thing about a double is they get to authenticate it. Because yeah. it almost it was almost a ground rule double. If it would have went in the That's stands, true. then that is true. it wouldn't be authenticated. You had kind of a funky... Uh, they scored it a double, right? When was that? A week ago or so? They scored it a ground rule double where it kind of bounced. I think Springer missed it. Well, no, they gave it an error at first. He missed it by like three feet and they gave it an error. Did that bounce out? Was that actually a ground rule double? That was a ground rule double. Yeah. So I guess you wouldn't have been able to authenticate that. So even if the authenticator, which I had the lovely privilege of sitting next to one at Fenway a week ago, and I love sitting, uh, not this team, but on the Dodgers, the seats, sometimes if we're lucky, we got to sit down by the on-deck circle and the authenticator. There's two in in Milwaukee, I want to say. Or maybe he just kind of sits with the guy that does the MLB There's two in replay. everyone. There's one on each side. Yeah, so the one at Fenway was rotating. And so I just love seeing that. And when they get the... Are they just grabbing game-used balls behind home plate mm -hmm. sometimes? Because they'll motion over and they'll say, oh, can you bring a few over here? And then he's just cranking out those stickers, which have the number on it. And then it obviously goes into the log. I think it'd be interesting to have one of those guys on here and ask him about it, but... I think they have like a quota, like depending on who's pitching, like mm. say whatever Kershaw's pitching, they're going to be like, Hey, we need 15 authenticated Kershaw thrown game balls. So anytime he bounces a ball and the catcher throws it out, yeah. the authenticator is going to grab it, authenticate it and be like one, one slider against well, cause whoever. There was a bunch behind home plate and then he motioned for, I want to say ball boy, but that sounds so wild because they're grown ass men. But <laughs> they're called ball boys, ball bat boys, ball boys, ball men. Ball uh, men. He kind of motioned for him, and he brought a bunch over and just kind of like dumped him over there. And then they just start authenticating him as that game or that pitcher or what is it? No, it they have to get the ball immediately to know exactly which. Well, maybe this guy was hoarding them for his grandkids. Then. I don't know I what. No I don't know why he would have brought a bunch of balls over, but. Usually it's it's a specific ball gets sent to them and they authenticate it right away. So it away. wouldn't just be a general game-used ball from game 24 in the season? No, because you can't. Well, that's why we need the guy on here. He needs yeah. to clear the air and tell me what he was doing yep. with that horde of balls. Yeah. And we'll, well find out. So a lot of times what happens too is like 
they'll run they'll be getting low on the game balls so someone will have to run out a bunch of baseballs and refill the game bag that they take out to the umpires okay it was the game it was the bag that was out so there so that might have been it it yes. might have been the game ball bag and then the it was boys Colin run. was doing this yes okay that's probably what it was they probably refilled the Colin's game ball the plug behind home plate if you need the to get a foul ball yeah he'll Colin, slide in the fence or whatever he'll pick out the kids in the area or a grown man if you're Mike Gifford uh but yeah, the, the milestone that I was alluding to in the intro, yes. obviously, congratulations on yours. Very you. exciting. 300. Very cool. But uh, your teammate yeah. hit a pretty incredible milestone of 400 saves, Kenley. Yeah. We were with, obviously, for a very long time in LA and then reunited. And it feels so good in Boston. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. And yes, he did. 400 saves, which is wild to think about. And yes. I mean, if you were on social media, you probably saw it, um, but only six guys had previously done that. So he's the seventh person ever uh, to record 400 saves, which is pretty spectacular. And I think they're doing a good job of recognizing it, but I don't know if like people are truly like understanding that Greg Kimbrell's at 397, so there's a pretty good chance he's going to get to 400, and he'll be the eighth guy. But after that, I don't know. There's not really that. I don't closer. know that we're going to see another guy like a get closer, 400 saves. That longevity of that career, because his hundredth save came in 2014. Yep. And then for him to still be slamming the door shut on games a decade later is wild. But the role of a closer is obviously different now. It's a lot of teams don't elect to pick one guy. Right. And then you, you could go from, I mean, Kenley was a catcher initially, but went into that role fairly quickly in the majors. But um, yeah, there's guys that go from like long reliever. Or you could like, switch. I don't know. I just feel like that, like the Mariano closer role, I don't know if we're going to see that much anymore. Well, <clears throat> whoa. And to put it into perspective, uh, <laughs> like Kenley, obviously 400 saves is crazy. And that's so many saves. And then Mariano has like over 600, like 625 or something. I know, which is so also that is insane. Also insane. Um, so Kenley can still climb the ladder on the all-time saves, but I don't know if he's ever going <laughs> to. I don't think he's catching Yeah, there's Mariano. someone on there with like 424. I think Billy Wagner's then, yeah. next. So he'll get Billy Wagner. Absolutely. And, and there's like three or four guys. I mean, I think that sky's the limit. The way he's throwing. When he hit 99 the other night, he was fired up. Well, that's so the other thing. The fashion like that he did it in. Clock, he so. was actually throwing harder in his 400 save than he was throwing in his first save, which is crazy. Yeah. I've never seen him throw 99. And Kike turned around. I was at second base. And Kike was at shortstop. And he threw the pitch. And I didn't even check on the first one, but Kike saw it and said 98. And I guess Kike was like, dude, I turned and looked at you because he hit 98 and you didn't look at me. And then he threw the next pitch and it was 99. And I turned and looked at you and you didn't look at me. <laughs> and then he threw the next pitch and it was 99 again. And that time I turned and looked at you and you looked at me and we were both like, wow. <laughs> like, I Why cannot believe he's throwing 99. Why don't you look at him? I wasn't like worried about how hard he was throwing. I was just like watching him. So everyone pitch. knew in the game, obviously players, you guys were all ready or you think just a few guys were aware of it? No, I don't think everyone was aware of it. 
I really, yeah. I I think going through the line, there were some people that were like, "Wait, that's four hundred." So oh, okay, that makes sense. It's though. just it wasn't like a. And you a, obviously don't want to all be talking about it. Right. You just want him to be able to focusing. I mean, obviously it was in his head, and you can see. And it's wild when you if you watch the game when it was one run and he's up and he's working, and then they actually someone else got up in the bullpen too, but. When it, when I think it was Tristan hit the two run, run homer. Yeah. So to go up still three this, runs. I was nervous. At the, I honestly text my mom. I said, okay, they can be done now. Let's go, which is really messed up to say, but it's, you just wanted it to unfold. And obviously he grew up a Braves fan and played there last year. And it was just um cool timing. And so I was rooting for it to happen there. I was just ready for it to go down, but uh, you could see him kind of looking out and keeping tabs on the game and uh, so quick definitely on his mind quick funny Kenley stories uh, he probably would have had 400 a long time ago but in LA uh, over the nine years that we were there we always enjoyed playing this game in the <laughs> bottom of the eighth at home called F the closer <laughs> and it was always funny because We'd go into the eighth inning with a two-run lead or a one-run lead or a three-run lead, and Kenley would be warming up. And you can see in the dugout, there's the bullpen cameras right there. You see him warming up. And we would all joke and say, let's go. Let's play that game. F the closer. Obviously, you're always trying to score as many runs as you can. You never know how many it's going to take to win a game. And when we would score to take it out of a save situation, so Kenley would then be down. Sit down, big guy. Like guy, guys would hit like a three run homer or something, right? To put it out of save. And everyone would, there were times when everyone would run to the front of the dugout, not to like give the guy high fives, but to watch the TV monitor to see Kenley getting like pissed <laughs> off that he wasn't going to get a save. So, so if we didn't do that, if we didn't play that game F the closer, which we did it a lot to him, actually, like there was probably at least a good 15 or 20 times. Dang. Could have been Mariano um, at this point. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? He he might be chasing down 500 this Didn't year. Didn't <laughs> you leave him something in his locker when that would happen after a while? Because there was oh, a man. run there. I, I don't know what year it was, but there was a run where he, I feel like, didn't have a save chance for so long. Right. I don't know what year that was. Like no, 20. He was, it was, I don't know. 17 maybe where you guys, you're like, oh, I guess we don't need you. Sorry, we keep having these huge runs. Right. So, and then, you, you know, we, like, we actually talked about that here with the Red Sox, like playing that game like at the closer and uh the other night in atlanta cassis hits the the homer to put us up two and alex actually turned around cora and he's like okay that's enough that's enough let's not play the game tonight guys let's not play the game and so i was it's like it's really right. wild to be in a position where you're thinking okay we have enough of a cushion here and let's just wrap this thing up and the crazy thing was is we were up three uh I don't remember who was on first. Oh, Rafi got a hit. Yeah. And then Verdugo's up with two outs and he's in a three, two count. And if he gets a hit or walks, then I come up. Right. Well, no, Masa was going to come up and have a chance to extend his hitting. Streak, no, that was right? the night before. This is, this is, uh, the last night I was on deck. Masa was hitting behind me. Oh, that game. Really? Okay. So I was on deck. So I was either going to, I told AC, I was like, I was either going to strike out for my second time or I was going to walk for a third time because I, I was just going to take. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wasn't going to be the one to screw Kenley over oh, yeah, for his 400. Okay, okay. Hit streak was the night yeah, before. Yeah, hit streak was the night before. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not going to be the one to like <laughs> screw up Kenley's 400 save in Atlanta for his favorite team. So 
I was like, I'm just going to stand up there. You get like, hit by I'm a pitch. Auto- <laughs> yeah, whatever. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been my fault. <laughs> so no F the closer that night. I think you said he used to put candy in his locker, if I'm remembering. I think it was like uh, whatever the dessert was that night, like <laughs> cupcakes or ice cream. You're like, or, sorry, Kenley. Yeah. We need to stop. But yeah. no, it was really cool and, and a cool moment. And I actually love that you were out on defense when he was yeah. closing the game. Cause obviously we've been DHing a lot this year and with Kike out there, it felt like old times yeah. you guys on the field and get to be right there in that line for the hugs, had a big, big hug, did the beard tug. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, and I was playing second base, which was weird, but you were um, all over it that night, third base, second base. Yeah. Uh, no, but it was really cool. And just leading up to it was awesome. Knowing, you know, Kenley's been through a lot in his career, ups and downs, obviously catcher, converted pitcher, dominant for so many years, went through some health stuff, went through, uh, you know, some ups and downs in 19 and 20 and people uh, wrote him off, people writing him off, questioning him. Um, you know, I remember Dave Vasse from Dodger Talk constantly defending him yeah. uh, to callers calling in and uh, you know what? He just kept going and he kept working and he's at 400. So I'm, I'm happy I got to be here and be a part of it because he is, I mean, we're close he's, he's, uh, he's a good friend and, you know, being at his wedding, him coming to our wedding, uh, both of us deciding, well, I, I decided to sign back with the Dodgers at his wedding. And oh, getting yeah. to tell him that. I remember that famous whisper <laughs> in the ear that we've heard about so much, which I don't know if that happened. But. That did happen. I went up to him on the so I like, said, hey, man, I'm I'm signing back with the Dodgers. And then I think it was a day or two later, we were in Aruba, and he ended up signing back. Oh, yeah. So, um, and then obviously with a milestone comes, you know, the recognition and, and planning on how to, yeah, it was kind of on the radar for a little bit. Yeah. You were brainstorming. Yeah, and, and trying you, to figure out how to do Kenley, it. What do you think of Kenley? What do you think of? Well, me, knowing him, he's a huge lover of music. And Mission. he actually taught himself how to play the piano. He taught himself how to play the bass guitar. He's constantly traveling with his bass guitar and amp and playing in his room on the road. His so hotel room neighbors, his hotel room neighbors, <laughs> eight o'clock in the morning. You just hearing like, dum, 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 dum. <laughs> right. Couldn't play the harp or something. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I talked to some people from the Red Sox and reached out to a friend of ours and, a and a big time Dodger fan who got to watch Kenley save a lot of games there, Brad Paisley and asked him for some help, uh, to get a bass guitar and have it custom design for Kenley and have the 400 saves and the logos of the teams that he played for on there. And, uh, Brad came through in the clutch and he had his driver actually personally drive it down from Nashville and drop it off at the hotel luxury Uber. Yeah. And, uh, did that. And we got a bottle of, I think Dom Perion signed by every guy on the team Perion, and, uh, gave him that he got the scorecards and the lineup cards authenticated. He obviously has the 400 game ball, which Funny story about that. He's got 400, he's got 300, and he's got 100, but the 200th save 
there was a guy in LA actually that caught the ball for the last out and did not know it was his 200 save and he turned around and chucked it up in the stands. So Kenley does not have his 200 save ball. And we're not going to out him here. <laughs> we're not going to out him on the podcast. Did but they try to go get that ball? Do you have any idea? I don't remember, but uh, I actually texted him right after. I said, hey man, Kenley just got 400. Now he's got all of his balls except for the one that you threw in the stand. <laughs> whoopsie whoopsie yeah so um but yeah it was a nice little ceremony and then we reached out to a bunch of people that you know we felt had a had a big impact on kenley's career and they that made a video cool. and i'm sure you've seen it going around social media and you said they didn't post all of it though i thought that was it but you said there were more people on there i they think they're share. gonna do a longer video for him in boston and it's gonna have all the people on it oh cool but the little brief one that they played after i mean it was 11 o'clock and we had a flight no, but it coming was, back, so. I mean, that was cool. Seeing his parents yeah. on there and, and Gianni. And, and the kids. Yeah, that yeah. was really cute. Uh, you actually almost got caught. I did. Red-handed with this baby. I did, I did. I went out of the hotel in Atlanta to meet Brad's driver. <laughs> and uh, I almost want security footage of this <laughs> from the hotel. And I met him right out in front and... Thanked him. I took a picture with him. He's a big. He's a big Red, Red Sox fan, actually. Oh, nice. Um, so he actually he actually came back up and was at the game that Kenley got the four hundred saves for, which was kind of cool. Oh wow. Um, but I'm outside and I go to walk back in the hotel and I see Kenley like walking through the lobby and he's got his suitcases with him, <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck's going he's on? Like, so I had to walk around behind the side of the hotel. You literally sent me a text hiding behind a pillar and yeah. said I'm stuck. <laughs> I was. I'm, I'm like holding this bass guitar and Kenley's like in the lobby and I had just seen uh, Ozzy Albies was in the like ballet area like waiting. You're and like, I'm like, you live oh here my, too? I'm like, oh my God, like Kenley's is about to go meet Ozzy or stay with Ozzy or something like yeah. I can't go in the hotel if he sees me with a guitar on my back he knows I and don't play the guitar. And you can't be like oh it's I'm bringing this for something he's gonna want to see it. Right so I'm like crap. <laughs> so you're like so unzip that baby let me see it. I'm literally like hiding behind a pillar for like 15 minutes. I know. Waiting for Kenley to <laughs> Waiting for Kenley to get in the car so he didn't catch me. It was like the time his... I got stuck in the elevator at our apartment and I was just sending you updates and then I was singing like the song from the Titanic and right. I was like, this is it for me. I'm, I live here now. I'm not moving. Yep. So, but I, I got in and it made it easy because the next day going to the field and taking it to the field, I knew Kenley wasn't going to be on the bus because oh, he was yeah. staying with Ozzy. So I didn't have to sweat it. Yeah. But what if you got there at the same time? Well, I called Tommy, our clubhouse guy. I said, hey, is, <laughs> is Kenley player. there? And because, I mean, obviously, Ozzy might come to the field a lot earlier than Kenley would. So he might go with them. So yeah. I was like, is Kenley there? Is he around? No. Okay. I'm coming in. I'm bringing the guitar. Like, have the little room on the side ready. I'm going to drop it off. So, yeah, it was a stealth mission. Well, and also him getting it in atlanta yeah and not but obviously there was i was i told you i said the time is going to work out perfect how it's supposed to work out but there was the thought of if there was not a safe situation and you guys went back to fenway you'd have to bring it on the flight and you just have to tell him you just took up playing the guitar yeah well i would uh, i would have let tommy <laughs> i would have let tommy handle that part yeah of it bubble wrap it and up, pretend so. it was a bunch of bats or something yeah but yeah that was really cool and i'm glad you got to be a part of it for yeah, sure that's awesome it was yeah. awesome. I'm proud of him. He's been through a lot, like I said. And uh, you could see like the range of emotion because he was so fired up. And then I think it kind of all caught up to him in the post game. 
He just kept saying golly. It was very cute. Golly. <laughs> you know, it was funny. And just a grateful, it, it's speaks to him, but so much of what he was saying in the post game was just acknowledging the people along the way that right. had helped him get to where he was, mm-hmm. which it's so easy to say, oh my gosh, I'm the greatest. It's only six people have done this. I'm so cool. Blah, 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 blah. But he just wanted to immediately throw it back to everyone else. Right. No, yeah. it was cool. And one, one other funny thing, like, he said that he was in the zone and whatever, not really thinking about it, but I knew he was locked in because he ran down. He threw like, th- he only threw like, he only throws like three warm up pitches. And he need. was standing on the mound, like engaged on the rubber, looking at uh, Wong, Connor Wong. And there was still like 48 seconds left on the clock. <laughs> He's like, let's go. And Murphy was the first hitter of the inning, and he was still standing in the on deck circle. And Kenley's like on the mound, like locked and loaded, like ready to go. Ready to and I was like, damn. I was like, all right. I was like, he's he ain't messing around. Here he we go. That. Here we go. So no, it was it was really cool. Can't and I hope that pitch clock. I hope uh I hope everyone can who saw it appreciates what they saw because like I said, maybe one more. It guy. wasn't normal how many cameras followed him out, right? It felt like he was the paparazzi. It was the paparazzi following him. We went out on defense and Kiki goes, holy shit, Kenley's got an entourage. <laughs> no, it was honestly, I looked up and there was like seven cameras behind. I'm like, that's not normal, right? I know. I don't, I don't know. It was very strange. Well, Billy was one of them, the Red Sox photographer. Yeah. And I, I think one of the coolest photos Billy got from that night was Kenley like four or five steps out of the bullpen and billy was behind him oh yeah and he got the entire stadium oh yeah yeah yeah. which was a cool shot but yeah he obviously he got a lot of them he's the uh john suhu of the red sox yeah i know suhu's like you have a good one over there but remember remember who's (laughs) remember the the og (laughs) baby remember the og suhu yeah no he's great well before i let you go for may is mental health awareness month and something i've been trying for a day <laughs> is so I've talked about on here. We've had her on here. The founder of whole 30, Melissa urban has social media where she posts a lot of tips for people for their mental health, setting boundaries, health wise, all of that. She's very, very good at it. She actually has a book about it's called the book of boundaries for setting boundaries. If you'd like to check it out, but something that she mentioned the other day as a tip for, uh, I guess just starting your day on a better note and feeling like, you're a little more productive in the morning. We have our morning routine, obviously. We wake up, we feed the dogs, take them for a walk, make breakfast, we do the crossword together and kind of make our list for the rest of the day. But a lot of times it gets derailed because you wake up and what do you do? Roll over, reach for your phone, start scrolling. Maybe you see something that is upsetting me. I know I have a lot of anxiety around unanswered text messages and unanswered emails. I assume that if someone sends me a text or an email, they're just sitting there with everything wide open, refreshing and waiting for me to respond. (laughs) And that weighs very heavy on me. It's only me, baby. (laughs) And I feel like people are waiting on me the second I wake up, which if you start your day that way, you're automatically going to feel like you're behind, which is not good. So she challenged everyone, obviously text, because I always make sure... I hear from my mom in the morning or I check her watch activity to make sure she's up and moving. Hi, mom. And happy Mother's Day. But you can obviously check messages or phone calls, especially if you're a parent and your kids are away, whatever. Check those and then put it away for an hour. 
at least an hour. And I actually did it for two hours for the first time. And I didn't check it. I didn't even have it at bay for our crossword help because we've been crushing them. And I kind of enjoyed it. And then today I woke up and I woke up a little bit before you and I started the scroll just automatically, just complete autopilot, force of habit. And it wasted 20 minutes of my morning, got out of bed later than I would have and felt not great. So maybe try that out and see if it works for you. I think a lot of people probably don't do social media maybe as much as I do. Just I think a lot of it is running. Obviously, my account is important. I like to share, but the podcast and doing posts for that and doing posts for the foundation. And I like to read current events. So I immediately go to news outlets and read everything. And I saw there was an earthquake and I saw this and that. And I just feel like I like to know what's going on. But the day that I didn't check, nothing really changed. And I actually felt greater. And we got a shit ton done yesterday. It was your off day. Yeah. And we crushed it. So just something to think about. I like to share little things that work. It's probably very, very easy for some people that are not phone people and probably a little more challenging. But I think it helps for sure. You know what I think there should be? Yes. I think there should be social media zones where if you're in that zone, you can be on social media. But if you're not in that zone, your social media doesn't work. Yeah. I think that would make our world a healthier place. I think it would also make a big log jam of people in these little zones. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to the social media zone today? I'll see you there. Uh, I think in bed is the worst place for social media. I think because we ended up getting the hatch alarm clock and put it across the room. Mm -hmm. And I think that helps because obviously you have to get up to turn it off. I think you could probably turn it off in the app, but I think you always wake up. So at least even if you kind of get back in bed, you've already started that waking up process. But I think getting into bed and then getting and scrolling, sometimes I look at the clock and the time just goes by or I'll play a game on there. I'll play fast forward. Yeah. I'll do my Duolingo or I'll do, I don't know, family feud or candy crush. Cause I'm one of the seven people is Kike still playing candy crush. Probably. Yeah. I think he's on like and then level I looked, 2 million. But then I looked the other day and it said there's 17,000 or something levels in Candy Crush and I'm on like 1,700 and I've been on it for 10 years now. So I, I think Kike's on like 17,000. I am I think I may have talked about this on here, but I was on a flight one time with a woman that was on level 5,000 and she saw Candy Crush on my phone and she grabbed my arm and she's like, delete it. It's ruined my life. I don't do anything. But And she was dead serious and she's like it is a problem i probably need to go to rehab for it it is like completely ruined my life my social life my everything like delete that app like it is evil and then i look over and she's like fully playing <laughs> so i'm like just living in the life ruining but i don't know let me know if you can try that or if there's other tips i'll be sharing throughout may to maybe help clear your mind and your mental health and make you feel like you have a more productive morning and a start to your day yeah. You think you could do it? I can do it. Okay. I can do anything. I like that. If I put my mind to it. I like it. What a perfect note to end on. Yeah. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode. A friendly reminder to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple and Spotify, if you would like to leave a review, five stars preferred. And if you listen on Apple, you can actually leave a written review, which we love to read those and we'll share those from time to time. But thank you all for listening and we'll talk to y'all next week.
Happy Mother's Day. See yes, ya. Yes, happy Mother's Day. Bye. Boom. Bum 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 b